What should we expect from Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills quarterbacks in 2023? I'm breaking that down today on Locked On Bills. You are Locked On Bills, your daily Buffalo Bills podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Bills Mafia? It's Joe Marino, author of Go Bills and Buffalo's Run, also the co-host of the Lockdown NFL Scouting Podcast, and I'm your host of Lockdown Bills. want to thank you for making Lockdown Bills your first listen every day, and a big welcome and shout-out to our everydayers. You know who you are. Those of you who never miss a single episode, I appreciate you all being here very, very much. I'd also like to invite you to subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That's linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. All right, folks, very excited to talk basically about Josh Allen on the podcast today. And that's always a topic I love diving into. And I know that you guys like Josh Allen conversation. So as we, I guess, kick off a series, I don't want to call it that. We are going to go position by position here over the next couple of weeks to preview this football team for training camp in the 2023 season. But when you call it a preview or something like that, that tends to be kind of boring. We're going to talk about the Bills quarterbacks. We're going to talk about Josh Allen, and we're going to do it like this. We'll start off by kind of reflecting quickly on 2022. Then I want to look at the position group and talk about what's new about it and what does that tell us about the direction. From there, I want to start getting into the biggest questions now and the future facing the position group and then set my expectations for the position group in 2023. And today is all about quarterbacks, which means it's all about Josh Allen. And so let's start by reflecting on the 2022 season for Josh Allen, which was a great season for Josh. He was third in the NFL MVP voting, and he continued to prove that he's an elite quarterback and an elite NFL player, one of the faces of the entire league. One of my favorite things that we probably don't talk about enough when it comes to the 2022 season for Josh Allen is that the clutch factor returned. Josh Allen engineered three uh, three fourth quarter comebacks and four game-winning drives in 2022 after not having any in 2021. And you remember that big conversation about the 2021 Bills, well, they can't win one-score games. Well, 2022 very clearly dispelled that false narrative. and you saw Josh Allen make those big throws and big moments late in the season where the bills were kind of going through some team through some things as a football team, but Josh Allen found a way. I mean, that, that play to Stefan Diggs against the lions, probably my favorite play of the entire season. That was at the 46 yard connection to put the bills into field goal range very quickly and win the game on Thanksgiving. You saw some of that come back from Josh Allen in 2022. But obviously, you can't talk about 2022 and Josh Allen without mentioning the elbow injury, right? Suffered an injury to his throwing elbow week eight against the Jets. And I always go back to this piece of analysis from Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills, Dr. Physical Therapy, when talking about the impact 
of that injury on Josh Allen's throwing mechanics and how that led to the way the offense evolved later in the season. This comes courtesy of Kyle Trimble of Banged Up Bills. He says, quote, the arm elbow angles based on the type of throw affect how much pain there is and how much stress was placed through the joint. Deeper throws require less accuracy due to decreased elbow flexion, thus reducing stress on the injured joint. Shorter and intermediate throws require more precision with a different throwing motion requiring more elbow flexion. The increased elbow flexion places the injured ligament on tension, causing pain. That, in turn, would affect speed. The faster he threw, the more torque was required through the elbow joint. However, the pain and instability limited how much torque the elbow could accept with the offense predicated on timing to be in a specific location at a given time. Any alteration in mechanics due to pain adjusting for elbow brace or speed could have greatly affected the accuracy for ball placement to the receiver. The reason, a lot of the reason why Josh Allen wound up throwing the ball deeper post-injury and the offense got away from a lot of efficient components of what they do was because of what Kyle Trimble just outlined right there, right? We remember after that injury, the offense just lost so much efficiency. And not only was obviously the the analysis that Kyle delivered there and, and how that impacted the different types of throws he could make, but, you know, Josh also didn't practice very much, right? During that immediate aftermath of the injury, but then even as the season progressed, right, his throwing in practice was limited. And then the offense just had other issues outside of Josh Allen's elbow. And I've been through this, but having no answer in the slot, right, Jamison Crowder injured, Isaiah McKenzie not a full-time slot player. You didn't have Cole Beasley, right, that guy that's been that answer for you the previous few seasons. You bring him in later in the season, and obviously that's just not an opportunity for him to come in and be effective. Your RB2 situation was never solidified. You thought it was going to be Zach Moss. You wind up trading for Naheem Hines. You never incorporate him. Roger Saffold's a disaster at left guard. Spencer Brown didn't take a step at right tackle. And great uh, article this week or last week from Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News talking about that injury and, and how challenging it was for him. He had a really new coaching staff, new play caller in Ken Dorsey, new quarterbacks coach in Joe Brady, new offensive line coach in Aaron Cromer. Those are your three most important offensive coaches, your coordinator, your QB coach, and your O-line coach. And then through that all, Josh Allen still delivered the second best season of his career. Obviously, 2020 was his best season, but he was better in 2022 than he was in 2021. And so that's what stands out to me when I reflect on Josh Allen in 2022. And I know that in some ways, a lot of that analysis had to do with the Bills offense in general, but I think you can apply some of that, so much of that to Josh Allen. So what's new? What's new for the Bills quarterback room in 2023? And what does that tell us about the direction? Well, in 2022, you had Josh Allen, your backup was Case Keenum, and you had Matt Barkley on the practice squad. In 2023, Josh Allen, of course, still QB1. Kyle Allen replaces Case Keenum as the backup quarterback, and Matt Barkley's still around, and I think we can all understand that he's going to be on the practice squad and filling that Matt Barkley role, if you will. So what does that tell us? Well, it tells us that the quarterback two, the backup to Josh Allen, 
remains a year-to-year thing. Over the last three years, it's been Mitch Trubisky, Case Keenum, and now Kyle Allen. And I, I wonder about this because you do need to have a good backup quarterback. I'm going to break that down a lot in the next segment, how important that role is. But will the Bills get to the point where they sign a backup quarterback to a multi-year deal? Will they look at this on a yearly basis and figure out some guy to come in and back up Josh Allen? Do they draft a quarterback at some point where it's high enough that they feel like that can be the other quarterback on the roster not named Josh Allen? I think that's the challenge ahead for the Bills and the backup quarterback conversation is what is the right direction to go. Maybe you just really like Kyle Allen and you sign him to like a three-year, $6 million deal or something like that, and he just is entrenched as the backup. But will the Bills get to the point where they have that long-term backup? It's not uncommon for that to happen in the NFL, but over the last several seasons, it's been more of a year-to-year thing with how the Bills have chosen to address it. All right, folks, we're going to get into the biggest questions now and in the future in the next segment. But first, I need to tell you about LinkedIn. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. And folks, it's very easy to create a free job post on LinkedIn Jobs. And once you do so, add your job and the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. Then they have simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so that you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. So why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL. That's LinkedIn.com slash LockedOnNFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Welcome back, folks. In this segment, I want to talk about my biggest questions now and in the future for Josh Allen and the Buffalo Bills quarterback room. And my biggest question for Josh Allen isn't really about Josh Allen. It's about how the offense can be better around Josh Allen. And I think there's four areas where it can be better. Number one is the offensive line. Well, what did the Bills do to get better on the offensive line this offseason? Well, you hope that Connor McGovern is a significant upgrade to Roger Saffold at left guard. I feel like that will be true. You hope that Spencer Brown takes a big step in year three at right tackle. I've said it multiple times, but among the biggest items of this Bills team, the biggest dynamics of this Bills team is Spencer Brown taking a step at right tackle. And again, I, I check out that article from Jay Skursky of the Buffalo News about Spencer Brown and talking about the surgery and just how hard it was for him last year. But he's got to realize his ceiling this year. And, and Spencer Brown acknowledges that himself. You can read that in the article. And then you have better competition at right guard. I think it's going to be Ryan Bates at right guard, but you drafted Osiris Torrance in the second round. You signed, signed David Edwards, who's been a good starter in the league. So you have a lot more depth on the interior. You have a potentially, well, you will have a new starting left guard, more competition at right guard, and then your swing tackle that was David Questenbury last year now has some good competition in the form of Brandon Shell and, of course, Tommy Doyle returning from his ACL injury. So 
the offensive line needs to be better, and I think there's a path for that to happen. I think the Bills need to be better around Josh Allen in the form of pass catchers. And certainly after drafting Dalton Kincaid in the first round, trading up a fourth-round pick to go get him, you feel like you've added a significant pass-catching weapon to your offense, in addition to a couple of veterans in Deontay Hardy and Trent Sherfield at wide receiver. And so you've added some new personnel, and, and it would appear to be in upgrades. I would say those are upgrades over what the Bills had last year. So your offensive line should be better. Your pass catching should be better. Not to mention James Cook year two, right? He should be more comfortable in his role. Naheem Hines, not a midseason addition anymore. So there's some options there that intrigue me. I think the Bills can be better around Josh Allen in the form of their run game. And I start with scheme there, where the Bills feels like every year they don't know what they want to be running the football. Last year they started off as a wide zone rushing offense, didn't really work, and they skipped to they they switched over to more of a spread gap scheme. And I think that's a more appropriate way for the Bills to run the football, but figure that out sooner. And then obviously they have more running back depth. I think they have more running back depth than I've ever seen under Sean McDermott slash Brandon Bean, now that you have James Cook to go with Damian Harris, to go with Naeem Hines, to go with Latavius Murray. So your run game between the O-line being better, the running backs being deeper, and hopefully having more convictions about the scheme that you want to utilize running the football, that it should be more effective. And then the other thing that needs to be better around Josh Allen is Ken Dorsey. And them evolving year one to year two. And I, I'm pleased with some of that messaging from Josh Allen and how he's talked about that relationship and how they're working on different concepts and getting more aligned on things that they want to run and Josh having more influence on the offense. That's all good. But obviously the play calling and coordination of the offense around Josh Allen needs to be better in 2023. So my first question is how can the offense be better around Josh Allen Offensive line, pass, catching, run game, and coaching. Now, one of my biggest issues with the offense last year that I want to bring up once again was the dip in play action. Josh Allen utilized play action on 25.8% of his dropbacks last year, which was 16th in the NFL. It was 34% in 2021, which was 4th in the NFL. That's unacceptable to me. Josh Allen has a passer rating last year of 115.4 with play action, which was fourth in the NFL. The Bills' offense, among all the challenges that they faced, didn't need like a 9% dip in play action frequency. So get that going, Ken. And then, of course, just a more balanced passing offense with not only the areas of the field that you challenge, but involving all these weapons that you have. And so that's, I think, a big task ahead for Ken Dorsey as he evolves things for 2023. Other things with Josh Allen in terms of biggest questions now and in the future, decision-making. I want the turnovers to come down. And some of that's Josh Allen being Josh Allen and being aggressive, and I certainly understand that. I, I never want to take away from who he is as a player and what makes him great, which is his gunslinger mentality, the aggressiveness, the arm talent, what he can do as a player is 
is pretty unprecedented across the NFL. Like, I don't want him to not be himself, but I think there's times where he can be more calculated with his decision-making. And some of those turnovers were just, just bad decisions. And so improve the decision-making, but also decision-making not in the forms, form of taking care of the football, but also protecting himself. You know, Josh is 27 this year, and I dread, I dread an injury to Josh Allen. I don't want to watch Bills football without Josh Allen as a starting quarterback. That's a conversation for like 15 years from now. But I want to see him protect himself more as a runner. I want Josh Allen to run the football. When he runs the football, good things happen. But some of the decisions that he makes to take hits, they're just not necessary, and I want to see that improve. Now, there's going to be times it's on the line, it's a third down, big moments. like, yeah, do your thing, Josh. But when you're up by multiple scores against the Rams in the second half, maybe you don't lower your shoulder <laughs> against some of these players, right? Like some of that stuff, that's what I'm talking about. The low-hanging fruit is pretty pretty clear. I love that stuff from Josh Allen, but hey, man, like let's tailor that down and pick our spots a little bit. This is where I want to talk about the backup quarterback thing, right? Because I'm getting into protecting himself a little bit more. The Bills have been very fortunate with Josh Allen and him being available. In fact, Josh Allen, he started 71 games in a row. That's the longest active streak in the NFL among quarterbacks. 71 in a row. Josh Allen, number one. The next closest is Justin Herbert at 49. Then it's Trevor Lawrence and Patrick Mahomes at 34. Aaron Rodgers rounds out the top five with 25 starts in a row. Josh Allen, number one, at 71. He's been very durable. But quarterbacks across the league haven't been very durable. The NFL utilized a record uh, a record amount of quarterbacks last year. 69 different quarterbacks were used last year. Now, some of that is guys get benched, but a lot of injuries. I mean, you're talking about an average of more than two per team. And the Bills used one starting quarterback, Josh Allen. And I've used one quarterback for 71 games in a row. That's not common. I just went through it. The previous high for amount of quarterbacks used in a season for the entire NFL as starters was 64 in 2007. And you've kind of seen this creep up a little bit year over year. And so I hope that Josh can continue to be durable and available for this football team. But the Bills have been very fortunate with this. I hope it continues. But it's something to be mindful of. The next big question now and in the future for Josh Allen that I have is something I've talked about for a number of years, and that's taking care of himself off the field, whether it's diet or his training process. I want to feel like Josh Allen has that stuff figured out, and I don't know that he does. And maybe he's taken steps, and he certainly made some comments that would make you believe that he's taken some steps about diet and his training process, but I don't know what it is. I feel like for most quarterbacks, I'm pretty familiar with what they do um, to prepare for a season. And for Josh, it feels like his big thing is rest. Well, that's good. I think he does need some rest. But like, what have you figured out the best plan for you to get ready for a season in season care of your body? Like the comments that he made a few months ago about this type of stuff, 
it just continues to surprise me that some of this stuff is it seems new to him with massage and just different things that he does with recovery. You know, it feels like that's just now becoming important to him, and he's got to get that figured out if he's going to play for as long as you know he wants to, and I'm sure we all do. So I, I continue until I feel good about it. I'm going to continue to bring up diet and taking care of his body. The next thing is his contract. Well, I mean, on one hand, Josh Allen is literally starting year one of his six-year contract extension. At the same time, Josh Allen is eighth currently in average annual salary among quarterbacks. He's getting $43 million per season. Lamar Jackson just signed for $52 million a season. Jalen Hurts, 51. Last year, Aaron Rodgers got 50.2. Russ Wilson, Kyler Murray, Deshaun Watson, they're all over 46. And Josh is at 43. And you got some big contracts coming for quarterbacks. I'd assume very soon you're going to see Joe Burrow and Justin Herbert sign for north of $50 million. Trevor Lawrence is coming. Maybe Justin Fields takes a big step and he gets a big deal. Tua, Tua can stay healthy and put up the production that he showed he was capable of in the games he was available last year, right? I mean, Josh Allen very quickly, probably before the season starts, is going to be down to 10th in average annual value. What's the mindset here? What's the approach? Is Josh at some point going to go to Brandon Bean and say, yo, man, I'm 10th or I'm 11th. He should be two or three. So I'm interested to see how that goes. I don't know that I have an answer for you, but it's something on my mind as I consider this. And then the last question that I have now and in the future, it just goes back to quarterback two. What's the plan? Is it Kyle Allen? I'm anxious to see him play this, this preseason. I don't think anybody's ever going to look at Kyle Allen and say, that's going to be our starter. Like, I don't think there's big money or something that he's going to prove that's going to trigger this moment for him where he's looked at as a starter. You've seen that, right? Whether it's Matt Flynn or Matt Castle. Ryan Fitzpatrick, right? That stuff happens in the NFL. I don't think it's going to happen for Kyle Allen. Does he show enough in preseason and throughout camp and when he gets his opportunities that makes you think that this is the potential long-term backup quarterback? I'm going to be concerned about QB2 until I don't have to be, but it feels like it's a year-to-year thing right now, and I guess that's okay, but at some point, maybe there's some value in kind of having a guy that... um has a little bit more time on task entering the proposition that they have to step in and play, uh, start games for this football team. Because like we talked about, the Bills have been very fortunate, but you just never know when it's coming. You're always one snap away from somebody else being your quarterback. And I'm I'm very interested to see how that evolves in, in future years and, and if that guy is going to be Kyle Allen. All right, folks, we got Some more stuff to talk about right after a quick break. We're going to dig into my personal expectations for the unit. I'll be right back. All right, folks, we're going to close out this conversation today about the Bills quarterbacks entering 2023. Obviously a big Josh Allen conversation, if you will. And I want to get into my expectations for basically Josh Allen. And of course, I'll start off with a very obvious statement, and it's that Josh Allen, my expectation for Josh Allen is for him to continue to play at a high level, at an elite level, right? No drop-off in play. Be in the NFL MVP conversation. That's that's the lens that I look at Josh Allen through. And he's earned that. He's earned that expectation with how he's played over the last three seasons. 
Don't give us any reason to think, well, are you not one of the best? Not that I think he will, but I, I just want to see that continue. So play at a high level and be in that MVP conversation. I want to see more cohesion with Ken Dorsey. And again, I've been through some of the challenges that Ken faced in year one of being an offensive coordinator and how that trickled down to Josh Allen and how Josh Allen's injury impacted so much, but we got to see more cohesion. This is a top tier NFL quarterback. There's a lot invested on this offense. Let's see a more cohesive offense. And I'd love to get through this season and feel really good about Ken Dorsey and his role as the offensive coordinator. I feel like it started off really good last year. And I remember there's questions. Well, are the bills going to lose Ken Dorsey to a head coaching job? He interviewed for at least one, but that cooled off. Obviously I want to see more cohesion with Ken Dorsey. Sounds like they're off to a good start. Want to see it come together. I want to see more efficiency from Josh Allen. I still think that quick throws and general ball placement are areas of his game that can be better. One of the most crazy statistics or metrics or splits from Josh Allen last year was just how inefficient he was when he threw the football in under two and a half seconds. So 42% of the time Josh Allen threw the football last year, it released from his hands in under two and a half seconds. And when he did, the numbers weren't that good. His completion percentage of 70% was 23rd in the NFL. His yards per attempt was 6.1, which was 18th in the NFL. His passer rating was 101, which was 11th. I have, I want those numbers to be like way better. So I think he can be a more efficient player. I want to see Josh Allen be more balanced in his approach. And not just where throws are, right, like in terms of depth, but who he's targeting. This has been a wide receiver-centric offense pretty much every year for Josh Allen. And I still think it's going to be a lot of Stephon Diggs. I do. And I still think Gabe Davis is going to get 80-plus targets potentially. But you just made a pretty big investment in a tight end in Dalton Kincaid after you paid Dawson Knox $14 million a season. So you're going to see a shift. You should you should see a shift here in tight end utilization in this offense, which has historically been very low. Even running backs. You have pass catchers in Naheem Hines and James Cook. You should really prioritize getting the football to some of these players. And I want to see it. I mean, you have a, a second-round pick invested in James Cook. I want to see more balance in target distribution and areas of the field. And then, of course, something I've already talked about is just better decision-making. Be a better decision-maker, whether it's the choices you make with throwing the football and where you want to slot it, but also when to take on a hit. When to take on a hit. That's uh, that's what I mean by decision-making. It's, it's multiple with that. So there you have it, folks. A little... Josh Allen, Bill's quarterback primer for you to kick off the week. Now, I will be taking off tomorrow. I usually take off one day a year. It's 4th of July. Um, and so I'll be spending time with the family. No podcast tomorrow, but we're right back into it 
on Wednesday, where we're going to have a very similar conversation about the Bills running backs. And I know there's a lot to unpack there with a lot of new dynamics. And of course, the Bills leading rusher of each of the last four years, Devin Singletary, no longer being in the mix. So I look forward to breaking that down for you on Wednesday. Don't miss it. Make sure that you're subscribed. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, and share the podcast. Have a great rest of your day. Go Bills. And I look forward to catching up with you again on Wednesday.